talking about playoffs we'll be lucky to win a game it really feels that way when you look at my fantasy team yo what is going on 32 and sleeper wire nation it is your boy natter we're back alongside the number one australian analyst sheen how you doing over there i'm good man it's playoff time bam, bam, bam. it really is it's playoff time and uh, right now, you're either one of the happiest people in fantasy football or you are a sad panda. I mean, right now, this is where either your fantasy team's looking clean and pristine or your dreams are officially memes. Mine are mostly looking pristine, which I think I made the playoffs in seven of eight leagues. I'm pretty happy about that. Still alive in Scott Fishbowl, very happy about that. And uh, when we reconvene to do this next week, I will be out in all of them. Yeah, I'm I'm afraid of like going ham in the group chats and talking yeah. a bunch of smack because I have a feeling that I'm just gonna get knocked out and I'm gonna look really really stupid. Yeah, you know what that's called? That's called being the England soccer team sucked in you bunch of dickheads. That's that that yeah yeah that is. I mean, you know what's coming home? Nothing. 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 Not your dad. <sighs> not your wife. Not football. Nothing. That's, you know, like five minutes ago, you were saying I'm mean. All of a sudden, you're telling you're telling people their dads aren't coming home. He's still getting yeah, cigarettes. You were picking on like a 13 year old. I'm and? picking on an entire country. Yeah, that but people like, generally don't like. Okay, but it was like war zone chat is different. <laughs> well, it's a war zone here. It is. It is a war zone. Fantasy Always football is a war zone. You know, yes. and some of us might be suffering from PTSD. And yeah, thank if you, you for your service. Thank you, thank you. Uh, you know what? You're welcome. And shout out to all you fantasy football troops out there. There you go. All, all three of you guys, especially the ones listening. On both sides. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Uh, so, on this episode of Thirty Two Bit Sleeper Wire, we're going to be talking about a lot of the players that are outside the bubble and what do i mean by that i mean the guys that are not for sure starts like the gabe davis right now hmm. you know i'm not sure he's a for sure start people like him we're going to discuss him whether the juju smith schusters the zay jones deontay johnson george pickens you know people in that realm yeah we want to know like are we going to start them do we trust them in our fantasy playoffs or should we leave them on the bench and try to go for somebody else yeah, we want to be talking who you trust. Who to trust and who to not trust. Because there's some people that just don't, that doesn't deserve trust. Like right now, Gabriel Davis, he's on my shit list. I don't want to see him. Yeah, I've got no time for Babe Davis. He he frustrates me on a, a different level. And, you know, and it's frustrating to be frustrated by him because I was on his hype train since day one. He's the, like, footballing equivalent of... DC fans. They're just too excited and too angry all the time. Like they're all fine. Like the Batman one is fine. They're all good. Anything with Batman, fine. 
but like let's not go out there and hype it up like it's going to be the greatest fucking thing ever made and then it's just fine and this is what happens with Gabe Davis he's frustrating and the, the, the he is the person that gave me the epiphany of drafting wide receiver twos is just not worth it unless of course it's in the later rounds like right now Gabe Davis as a fifth rounder to be a wide receiver too, stupid. Like now that I look back at it, stupid. Should have never have done that. I could have grabbed a another RB. I could have, uh, I could probably could have picked up a tight end. I could have done a lot of things. A quarterback. I could have done a lot of things. Contender. You know, I have him in a lot of leagues, and in those leagues, I'm still doing decent and in playoffs. But it's not because of him. It's in spite of him. Yeah. So I mean, th- th- those are definitely some of the player people we're going to be talking about in that realm of starts and sits i think that's going to be a really interesting conversation interesting episodes but of course we have the justifiable overreactions to begin with sheehan i'm going to give you the floor the jags and panthers will rep the south divisions in the playoffs rather than the titans and bucks who are currently in first place see that's not that's not even a hot take anymore like jaguars are playing good football they are yeah, you know who's yeah. on that bandwagon early? This guy right here. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So the Panthers. Yeah, I don't know what to think of the Panthers. I just don't know what to think of that division. I think the wheels could fall off that really easy. But as far as I know, I think everyone's still alive in the South. Everyone's alive yeah. and everyone's wheels could just fall off at the same time. Yep. And I, I almost think it's like... The who's who's still standing. So we have the. Oh, let me uh, let me see who, what the remaining schedule is. It's uh, you know bring it up for me, and then we'll try to see if we could predict it real fast. Because uh, right now the Buccaneers, while I think they're just like a shoe in supposedly, they just don't look good. They don't look any so, good at all. Maybe it's just because they happen to play a pretty good couple teams, but. Go ahead. The Bucks, or let let's see who's the Panthers have. Why are you not showing me? They're showing me the strength schedule. Aha! This is why. The Panthers have Pittsburgh, Detroit, Tampa Bay. Now they need to win all three of those to get in. Pittsburgh, I think they could win. Wait, Detroit, hold on. I think. Buccaneers beating Pittsburgh? Uh, Panthers, this is. Panthers being due to serve. Okay. okay. Eh, skeptical, but okay. I'll go with it. I could see them going 2-1 and one or 0-3. Oh 0-3. 2-1. 2-1? So two they beat Pittsburgh, beat Tampa Bay? Yes. Lose to Detroit? Uh, they're going 2-1. The way, the way they do it, I'm not sure, but they're going 2-1. Uh, we have... The Falcons, okay, who are also five and eight. Interesting. They have the Saints, Baltimore, Arizona. Now we've got the Riddler starting under center for them. No Kyle Pitts. This is three winnable games for the Falcons. If if Riddler plays seventy five percent of the Brock Purdy level. They'll make playoffs. They need to beat the Saints because that's a Doable. division division tiebreaker. They could easily beat Baltimore. I don't know if Jackson's going to be back. And then Arizona won't have Kyler Murray. Doable. 
So the Falcon's still alive there. And if we come down to the Bucks. Cincinnati, which I think they'll lose. Arizona, which they should win. And then Carolina. I think it could be win and in in the last week for Carolina and the Bucks. It's going to come down to a divisional matchup. And I think they specifically made a point of it to have divisional matchups at the end of the year, to have yep. moments like these where games actually matter at the end and they don't really want starters sitting out, all that, so on and so forth. It's going to come down yep. to a divisional game. I like I like the new schedule setup. I think it's a good idea. And uh, the Saints are out. So who, who do we think is, is wrapping this up? I think the Falcons. I would like it to be the Falcons just for the fun of it. Yep. Uh, I gotta go. I gotta go with Tom Brady. Though. Yeah, I mean it, it's hard to hard to bet against him. I would like and to see the, Sam Donald then as well. Yeah, I. It's one of these ones that whoever gets in is just going to get bounced first week. They're hosting a home game. I just want you to know this. Yeah, uh, they'll host the Cowboys. I think because the Cowboys won't jump the Eagles. Mm, correct. So yeah. They'll get the Cowboys, and the Cowboys will blow the doors off them. It'll be fun entertainment. That game will be a meeting. That'll be, actually... I mean, it, could, it could have been I was going to say, that'll be like the Saturday early window game, but if it's the Cowboys, it won't be. Which doesn't make any sense. Yeah. No one wants if to that's, see that. If that's Brady versus the Cowboys, that is the primetime game. And it, it'll be, be a Sunday night game. Yep. God damn it, never mind. And in the AFC South, the Colts own the Colts and Texans are out of it. But you've got the Titans on seven and six, and the Jags on five and eight. The Jags need a lot going for them. That doesn't add up. The week behind you. We're in week fifteen now. We're entering week fifteen. Oh, there's eighteen weeks now, aren't there? You correct the window. Ah. Well, we only looked at the next three weeks for the uh, the NFC South. Eh, all right. We, we don't need to go all the way back, though. We don't need to go. Right uh, now, we're well, going with Buccaneers. The Panthers finish with New Orleans, which they should win. The Falcons finish with Tampa Bay. Mm, I don't know. I still think the Falcons can do it. Right. AFC South, the Jags, and the Jags are two games back on the Titans. I know they play each other again, and the Jags already have the tiebreaker over them. So, uh, sorry, scrolling down. They've both got difficult schedules. The Titans have the Chargers. Rough. Houston. Dallas and Jacksonville. The Jags have Dallas, the Jets, Houston, and Tennessee. Hmm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Jacksonville. I think Jack. It's gonna be winning in in the last week. I think. Yeah, I think that's how it's gonna be. Winning in. I'm going with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm going with the Jags as well. Mostly just be- because I want to see for them. them. Yeah, go ahead. Better for them if they get in. I think so as well, and I hope that we get to see the mascot in a speedo again. <laughs> be a bit cold. It's worth it. He's blowing his nose. 
Hey, but now you make sure you're you make sure you're cutting these parts out. Like you know, like breaks in between. Like if there's like gaps in talking, make sure to cut those out. And of course, like this part, cut it out. I have yeah. a feeling. I have a. I, the problem is, I have a feeling that he just like cuts the intro, and then I'm like sure cuts the outro, and then like leaves the middle part. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll find we'll out. See how we go. Just following reaction number two, Brock Purdy will be a starting quarterback somewhere next season. Only if he wins the Super Bowl. Mm. Because how do you feel about him now? He's fun to how watch. How do you like me now? He's interesting. I need I need another like week or two because yep. there's. there's Still trying to get game film on him, but I will say, like, it's entertaining to watch. Like, right, yep. with with Jimmy Garoppolo playing quarterback, like, I'll watch it, but like, I'm a little nervous that he's gonna do something stupid. With Brock, I'm more just like entertained. Like, I, I want to see this. I want to see how he does. I want to see every throw he makes, the reads, all that. Yep, it's entertaining. Yep, the Niners are legitimate contenders. Who would you rather have under center, Jimmy G or Brock Purdy? Right now. Just for the fun of it, Brock Purdy. But realistically, Jimmy G is still probably the more experienced quarterback. But uh, right now, Brock, he, he's just fun to watch. That's entertaining, man. Who would you, would you rather have, Jimmy G, Trey Lance, or Brock Purdy? Brock Purdy. Really? Uh, over Brock Purdy over Trey Lance. And Trey just rubs me the wrong way. There's nothing wrong with him. He just rubs me the wrong way. Where, where's he going to be next year? Is he going to be a Niner? Trey? Yeah. 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 He's not worth anything. He's he is worth less than Jordan Love. Ooh. I don't know about that. Yeah, because one, Jordan Love hasn't had a serious injury. Two, like there, there's potential with Jordan Love. When you watch Jordan Love, you can see like, oh man, he's making these stories. He's doing this. There's not much there's not much that I can hang my hat on a Trey Lance just yet. Yeah, we haven't seen enough from him. Speaking exactly. of where does Brady play next year? He's retires. Uh I think he's a Raider. I don't think he wants to learn a new system. I think he either goes to the Patriots, he stays in the Buccaneers, or he retires. I think he goes to the Raiders, reunites hmm. with Josh McDaniels. The, the, Devontae Adams specifically came to the Raiders to play with Derek Carr. I don't yep, think they Derek make this Carr ain't going to be there. I, just, I can't imagine them sitting there and saying, Devontae Adams is okay with his best friend not being the quarterback. I mean, it's been that for most of his career. Yes, but he made the switch specifically to play with his best friend. Would you rather play with your best friend or win a Super Bowl? Both. You can't do both. <laughs> the Raiders aren't going to do both. Yes, but is, is Tom Brady a obvious improvement over Derek Carr? He absolutely is, I think. In this stage... I, 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 okay, maybe a little bit of an upgrade, but you're not beating Patrick Mahomes. Mm, that's the, that is the, the difficult thing. And you'd, you'd have to expect the rest of the West will be better like, next year as well. I think Tom Brady would want to stay in the West. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think there's too many teams on the uprising that are going to make an immediate difference in their rosters that are going to show that it is an easier path to the Super Bowl in the AFC than the NFC. I think if you want to make a Super Bowl, if you're Tom Brady, stay stay in the NFC. Agreed. Yeah, uh, absolutely agreed with that. Um, but Tom Brady, I think he retires. I think he just doesn't have it anymore. And I think maybe he even notices it. 
I think if he doesn't make the playoffs, he'll go around. If he makes the playoffs, he'll retire. Fair enough. I can buy that. Yep. But Brock, to the original point, Brock Purdy, I don't think he will be, unless he wins the Super Bowl, he's probably not starting for the Niners. And the Niners are not going to trade him, considering 99% of their players are injured at this yep. point, or they get injured. So they need they need capable backups, and right now he's looking like a more than capable backup. Yeah, I don't think he's even like these shit teams, like the Panthers or something. Like they're they're not going to trade for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think he has potential to be a starting quarterback in the league? I think I feel like he's just a Gardner Minshew type. Like, you know, better than an average quarterback can string a couple of games together, but you probably don't want him starting the season. Potentially, I mean. The, the the problem is is whatever flaws he has might be just covered up by how good that team is and the scheme around him. Uh, I mean, we, we've seen uh, younger or later draft pick quarterbacks have success in the Shanahan offense. I mean, there was uh, Nick Mullins who absolutely dismantled the Raiders and then had a good couple of weeks until he, you know, bursted in flames. And now I think he's on a practice squad for the Eagles. And then there was... Yep. Uh, there was somebody else. Uh, um, I don't remember his name. I know who you mean. Uh, I know. I know. I feel like everybody knows. I just don't remember the name. Um, CJ Beathard? Yeah, Bethard. Yeah, I mean, he, he also had a good couple early games and then fizzled out completely. And now he's on, I think, the Jaguars practice squad or something like that. He's the Jags uh, backup. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I need to see more. I've seen it too many times. It's like It's like – seeing the Cowboys do well in the regular season, like you already know they're going to blow it and screw up in the playoffs. I just need to see it happen. Yep. Yep. Now, last but not least, mm-hmm. mashed potatoes are great, but not worth the effort to cook. You know, I'm not a mashed potatoes fan. Really? Yeah. You know, I have a difficulty eating foods that are incredibly soft. I don't like the texture in my mouth. I, really? I can't eat mashed potatoes. Uh, it doesn't make sense because you like eating shit. Oh, damn. <laughs> that was that's rude. That's this man's life. <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on you. I don't have a life. Really? That's, that's a, it's a weird thing. That's a weird thing you've got going on. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I, you know, I, I just can't do it. Like Jell-O, I, have, I, I, I can't eat Jell-O. I have to just basically like inhale it. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Like I, I can't. Yeah chew it in my mouth i have to just go put it in and then and how do you go with a soup it's not like a food that's like a drink is soup a drink i don't think soup's a drink well i mean like if you're eating like a ramen or something like that with the noodles that's normal yeah it's like spaghetti and then of course you know the meat and and the broth like ice cream ice cream's different because it's just sugar in ice with some cream i like it I can do that. Mashed potatoes, not so much. I do struggle with like a like a soft fruit. I don't like like a banana. I don't care. For. I can't eat bananas. I could do it in like like Jamba Juice smoothies. Smoothies, I could do a banana. Eating a banana, I can't do it. No. Well, I like mashed potatoes, but there's so much fucking around. How? Like, I feel like I've seen instant mashed potatoes where you just mix it in water and then just stir for five minutes. Well, maybe that's why you don't like it, because we're <laughs> instant mashed potato. <laughs> oh, okay, well, well you, you got me there. Peel the potatoes, chop the potatoes, boil the potatoes, go boil them from cold water. 
Um, and then, you know, then you've got to mash the potatoes. Yeah, see, I'm not part of this process. I'm not part of this process. Yeah. I ignore it. I don't do it. Yeah. Well, we don't all live at home with our mum, so. <laughs> Skill issue. <laughs> Someone says to cook our own fucking food. Wait, what? Since some of us have to cook our own fucking food. See, that's, that's where you messed up on. You see, you should have been born in a religion where women cook. Or not a religion, but an ethnicity or a culture where women do all the cooking. That's where you messed mm. up. Just yeah. be born different. Built different. <laughs> all righty. I'm going to transfer this topic over <laughs> before, before I get sent to HR again. So I think that's exactly what's going to happen here. Probably. Uh, I know I'm going to have a message or two later after all this, but we are going to transfer our topic over to the general playoff chat on who we trust and who we don't trust. First, I'm going to start off with the person higher on the list. We're going to talk about Mike Evans real fast. Yep. Because he's playing like dog water. Maybe not him. He is. But Tom Brady is. That offense is playing like dog water. And I will tell you, it's not fun to watch. It, it really isn't. Like so, as somebody who's owned Mike Evans in a handful of leagues prior, when you turn on red zone, you usually see, oh, oh look, look what Mike Evans did this time. Oh, look what Mike Evans did this time. Look what Mike Evans did now. Like I never see Mike Evans anymore. Never. I, I, if I hear Mike Evans, usually the question is, where's Mike Evans? I haven't seen Mike Evans all day. And then all of a sudden, like three hours into red zone, it's, hey, look, Mike Evans finally made his first catch of the day. And then we show you every touchdown from every game. And here's Mike Evans with a 30 yard reception, maybe if that. And then all of a sudden you look at your fantasy points and look, you have 3.5 points for the day from Mike Evans. So he was unlucky this week because he caught like an 80 yard touchdown that was called back on a holding penalty. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe that's why he had an 80 yard touchdown. It's because there was a holding and Tom Brady didn't get blown up in his face. Potentially. What he had, he had. Nine targets for 44. Yeah. Ended up with... I mean, you add that in, that's 100 yards and a touchdown. He's not had 100 yards since week eight. He's not scored a touchdown since week four. God, that's terrible. However, the t- the target volume's there. Like, he's a candidate for regression. But, like, if you watch the games or even see the highlights, he's being overthrown, he's being underthrown. He just can't get on the same page as Brady. Which is weird because I feel like there's no way an elite wide receiver can't be on the same page as Brady, especially when just last year they were on the same page. All of a sudden, thirty three months later, they're not on the same page. Yeah, end up with these games in the previous seasons where he'd have like three catches for five yards, three touchdowns. And those were great. Those were my favorite. I love those stat lines. You know why? Because I get to see every single one of those plays on red zone. Oh, look, Mike Evans did something. Touchdown. Oh, look, Mike Evans did something. Touchdown. It's great. So since week seven, 15 targets, 11 targets, 11 targets, six targets, nine targets, four targets, nine targets. Over that stretch, nine catches, six catches, five catches, five catches, two catches, four catches, four catches. It looks good. Targets, when it's a high number, it looks good, and it gives you confidence. But a lot yeah, of it's t- about process over results. Yes, but 
when the results are consistently the same with the process being the same, then maybe you need to look at the issue of the process. Because if he's having high targets still, but low receptions, then maybe he's getting low quality targets where, you know, it's just a, a, a fade where it's just kind of like a third and long and you're just kind of bombing it just to see what happens. And you yep. go for a pass interference call, uh, a throw away, but Mike Evans just happened to be in the vicinity and they give him the target. Um, a catch for five yards, target, catch, and then maybe another one, you know, for seven yards, target, catch, and then, you know, he's at three fantasy points. He has too many targets and too little catches with too little results for me to sit there and go, oh, yeah, but look at the targets. He's had one wide receiver one finish this year. I'm surprised. Three wide receiver two finishes this year. I'm still surprised. They all must have been can, week. They must have been from like week one to week four. Uh, well, he was the wide receiver one in week four, and then since then, twenty-seven, forty-six, fourteen, fourteen, thirty-four, forty-four, seventy-four, forty-five, forty-nine. Yeah. I think bench Mike Evans, but this week against Cincinnati, I'd bench him. Cincinnati, very good defense. On the flip side, I think that could easily be a shootout. Um, and it, it seems like the kind of game where you probably want pieces in that game playing. Uh, let's have a look at the line here. The spread, the Bengals are favorites by three and a half points. The over-under is 44. I feel that's quite a low over-under. I think that could be... I think the Bengals could win that like 35-21 or something like that. Um, I think Bench Evans, but I put him in the conversation for the next three games. He's got uh, Arizona, who can't stop a runny nose, a bit like me at the moment, and Carolina, Atlanta. So if you get through this week, I think you can play him in future weeks. The problem is, is the logic is to bench him. You're just not going to bench him. That's your third-round draft pick. It's Mike Evans. If you put him on your bench and he does good, you'll feel so stupid. This time of year, draft capital's out the window. Name's out the window. It has to be performance. (laughs) If you put him on the bench and can justify him being on the bench, even if you lose, that's a good decision as far as I'm concerned. Might be the wrong outcome, but if you can work through logically and say, well... He's not scored points. I've got someone who has scored points in better form, blah, blah, blah. Then I I don't see a problem with benching Mike Evans. Okay, I'll list out a couple of wide receivers for you. Uh, Zay Jones. Oh, I would say no, but only because he's the number two option in that offense. Christian Kirk's still the one there. George Pickens. Uh, who they got? Carolina. Yep. You're you're starting George Pickens over Mike Evans. If Mitch Trubisky's the quarterback, yes. Okay. All right. Um, Drake London. No, but we don't know what Desmond Ritter's going to do. That's why. Darius Slayton. He's a defender. Oh, Darius Slayton. Uh, <laughs> Darius Slay. No, I think now we're getting like outside of the realm of 
the players you might start over Mike Evans. Gabriel Alan Davis. Lazard. I'll start Mike Evans. Over Alan Lazard. Yeah. Versus the Rams. Yes. He's probably going to see I, a lot I of Ramsey. I think we'll, we'll come back to that discussion. I think my next one was going to be Christian Watson. Oh, yeah, you're starting Christian uh, Watson. Gabriel Davis. Over Mike Evans. Who are they Miami. Now, last time, what did they They bracketed Diggs and left Davis. On Xavier Howard. I'm starting Gabe Davis. Over Mike Evans? Yep. I can't, I can't, I can't get myself to do it. I can't. I'm starting, I'm starting Gabe Davis because this was another potential topic I put to you to discuss. In the playoffs, do you want floor or ceiling? You want ceiling, but when the chances of that player hitting his ceiling is so low because he hasn't done it in four, seven, nine weeks then you're just scratching a clong at that point. You're trying to overly justify a reason and then there's no process. So you should be mad at yourself when there's lack of results. Um, I, I think there is process. Uh, also, Gabriel Davis has three times as many wide receiver one finishes as Mike Evans. Yeah, so he has three wide receiver one finishes. Yep. Yeah, nice job. I like, I like how you use quick maths and we'll cherry. Okay, okay, all righty. So the, the the targets have been okay. Um, 10, 7, 5, 7, 4 in the past five games. Six catches, five catches, four catches, two catches, three catches. Not now, within that, he had New England, who, pretty good defense. Um, didn't do much on Thanksgiving against Detroit. I think I'd rather start Gabe Davis this week. I couldn't. I just couldn't get myself to do it. I could not. I think there's going to be so much focus on Diggs. If Diggs does not get his targets, Gabe Davis won't do anything. Gabe Davis does well because Diggs does well. If Diggs does not do well, Gabe Davis does not do well. Usually, they go pretty hand in hand. If you see Gabe Davis do well, you look at Diggs, he also did well as well. I'm starting Gabriel Davis. Oh, my God. All right. You know what? We'll, we'll come back to yeah, this. We'll Gabe come back Davis to this. or Evans next Oh, week. yeah. We'll, we'll come back to this. We'll come back to it. And I'm looking at, like, right now, like, 1 through 30 on the Ge- rankings. Sorry, I should say generally, generally. I wouldn't feel that comfortable at starting Gabe Davis. But head-to-head with Mike Evans, I'd rather Davis. Okay. We'll come, we'll, we'll come back to this. We'll come back. Yeah. Like, DJ Moore, you're not starting DJ Moore. Michael Gallup, you can start Michael Gallup. He's a... Why just keep it three to flex? Against Jacksonville, I wouldn't mind it. Like over DJ Moore, yes. Over Darius Slayton, yes. Drake London, yes. Joshua Palmer, yes. Adam Thielen, uh, no. That's where I kind of stop him. Yeah, I suppose the target volume's been there for Gallup. Had two for 23 against Indy. Didn't really do anything against Houston. That was a weird game. That was a weird game. Doesn't make sense to me. Uh, Mac Howland's. You're not starting him. Elijah Moore, not starting him. Curtis Samuel, he basically lost his startable tag, especially against the Giants. Jefferson, Baker Mayfield against Green Bay. I wouldn't do it in the playoffs. 
just a second. Sorry about that. Yeah, we're good. Like T. Higgins, if he plays, I'm starting him. Hollywood and, Brown. Yeah. Um, Traylon Burks is out. I'm not starting anybody on Tennessee. Unless you're Derrick Henry. That's it. Uh, I started Chigozia McQuonquo this week, and he did very well. Well, I mean, his name is kind of cool, so maybe he gets a pass. Um, for those not familiar, they're rookie tight end. He is one to watch for the future for sure. Um, plays the tight end position like a wide receiver, which is what you want. Big, strong, fast, like him. Really like him. I started him last week um, with uh, Taysom Hill on bye. So Christian Watson, you think you're starting? Yeah, he's my well, Alan, Alan Lazard, generally. He is a low-tier wide receiver three to a flex. Like, like I have to have no other options for me to want to go to Alan Lazard. Or, like, really uncomfortable, like Joshua Palmer, Drake London, DJ Moore, Michael Gallup. Mike Michael- Williams versus Tennessee? I mean, I'm not starting him. Oh, actually, I will start him in the league. I have him because I need a receiver. Yeah, Mike Williams, you can justify putting him in. Um, like Donovan Peoples-Jones, I think I'd rather Alan Lazard over him. George Pickens, Deontay Pickens Johnson. Jones versus Baltimore or yeah. Lazard versus the Rams? Lazard. Peoples-Jones seems to have a decent connection with the Massage King. I... I trust what's his face, Mari Cooper, a lot more. I well, actually, there's a good one. Benching a Mari Cooper. No. No. No, you're not benching a Mari Cooper. I did last week. What did he do? Three something points. Pardon? Really? Yep. Why do I remember him doing a lot better? He had like two catches for 30 something yards. In fact, we can do a live example here of a who do I start. Okay. It's a half point PPR, um, one quarterback leak. Okay. Debo Samuel out. Uh, this week I started Isaiah Pacheco over Amari Cooper. Do I start Amari Cooper or Mike Evans? Mike Evans versus Tennessee. The most poorest defense for wide receivers. Or Amari Cooper with a quarterback who doesn't play that well? Mike Evans. He wasn't one of the options. Mike Williams. Uh, Mike Williams? Oh, yeah, I'd go Mike Williams. Mike Williams. What about Mike Evans? Mike I don't Evans. have Mike Evans. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have Mike Evans at all. Um, hopefully, Damien Pierce plays. That's right. He got knocked out. Oh, yeah. He, he is. Uh, if he plays, of course, he is in the must-start category. Now, I'm looking at the running backs real fast. Yep. 
there aren't too many oh should you play him should you not right now it's pretty straightforward does he get touches yeah you play him does he not get touches okay don't play him the only one yep. right now that I'm looking at on the list is Jamal Williams that that was one that I'd written down Jamal Williams or DeAndre Swift I think both are start of the yes. Lions uh, playing the, the Jets Lions have this week the Jets which is a tough one Decent defense. I think the Lions win that. And I think they blow them out too. Depends who plays. If Mike White plays, then I like the Jets. Mm-mm. I think the Lions have enough firepower and enough on their offensive line. With Quinn and Williams will be out, won't he? He is expected to not play. Sauce Gardner will get DJ Chark, which will open up Amon Ross St. Brown. Or he'll get Amon Ross St. Brown, which will open up DJ Chark. Well, Josh Reynolds, our man. Um, Source Gardner mostly plays outside. And St. Brown plays over the middle. I... I think you could start Williams, because you know once it's in the red zone, he's getting work. And they get to the red zone more than any other team in the NFL. Yeah. I will be starting Jamal Williams for what it's worth in probably two leagues. I will say that is a case of dance with the girl you brought or dance with the girl that brought you, whatever the phrase is. He's got you there if he's on your team. Start him. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with that as well. There is a... I'm trying to find his name. Leonard Fournette sighting. Uh, I will start him. I will start Leonard Fournette. What about Rashad White? I would rather have Fournette over White. Would you start White generally? I'd rather not. It is Cam Akers at Green Bay. I would start Cam Akers. Deonta Foreman, Truba Hubbard. I'm going to go Foreman. I agree with Foreman there. I don't think Hubbard... I don't think you can trust Hubbard. I know he had a big week. I don't think you can trust him. No, I'm not trusting him. Of course, Seattle has one of the worst run defenses. Yep. I would still go uh, Foreman. I thought they were playing the Niners. No, Seattle's now playing the Niners. But last week, it was the Carolina against the Seattle. But you say, yeah, Seattle has one of the worst run defenses. Hot tip start Christian McCaffrey. Yes. Wow, that's a Shh, don't tell anyone. Yeah. Yeah. That was a that was a wow. Uh, uh um Antonio Gibson versus New York. The Giants. The Dreamer. I gotta think about this one. No. Antonio Gibson or Jerker McKinnon? McKinnon. Antonio Gibson or Tyler Algier? Gibson. Antonio Gibson, Raheem Mostert. Raheem Mostert. Antonio Gibson, Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray. Yeah, I think Murray is going to blow the F up. Um, did you watch Monday Night Football? 
Yes. What did you think of Kevin Harris or Pierre Strong Jr.? Kevin Harris looked pretty good. Yep. He's what I would go for. Ramondre Stevenson looked like he tried coming back in. It didn't work out. I wouldn't be stuck. Well, actually, there's a good one to talk about. What's your what's your confidence level with the Rhino? If he plays, I'm starting him. They got Vegas. Yes, if he plays, especially against Vegas, I will start him. Would you feel confident starting Kevin Harris or Pierre Strong Jr.? No, unless unless Bel- he he won't do it, so I won't have confidence unless Belichick says Ramondre Stevenson's out. Then yeah. I would. But if Ramon I would rather Pierre Strong yes. over Kevin Harris. I think he's got more big play potential. Right. Also, Kevin Harris sounds like the sort of name you'd see on like a highlights from the nineties of Pittsburgh linebacker Kevin Harris. Sounds about right. Like a big, like a big white guy with long hair. Mm-hmm. Like Cam Akers, I'm starting him. AJ Dillon versus the Rams. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I would rather not. I'd probably look to if it's at a flex spot, I'd look towards a wide receiver before I go into AJ Dillon. At James Conner versus Denver. I'll start James Conner. Too good to bench, but I wouldn't be that confident with him. I wouldn't be confident at all, but he is too good to bench. James hmm. Conner or DeAndre Swift. Against the Jets, Denver, James Conner. James Conner or Raheem Mostert. Against Buffalo, James Conner. James Conner, Latavius Murray. Arizona, Latavius Murray. Devin Singletary. James Conner. Yeah, no faith in Singletary at all. Not really. How do you feel about Cordero this week? Let's start him. I have no issue with it. Against New Orleans, they're a little tough, but Falcons always find a way. Yep, fair. But the, pro- the problem is, is it is a little bit different with Riddler. I do think he'll check down to Patterson a lot more. I think they're going to run it a lot more. I mean, they already do run it a decent amount. But as long as he's involved in that passing game, he should be set for a big game. Yep. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's fair. Moving on to quarterbacks. Unless you've got anyone else to talk about. Nah, let's move on. Deshaun Watson. No. No? No. I think depending on format, he was all right last week. I don't think he played particularly well. No, not doing it. He was 26 of 42, 276 yards, one and one, six rushing attempts for 33 yards. Nah, I'm not, I, I, I couldn't do it in a playoffs game. Nah. Unless it's a two-quarterback jo- league. No. Oh, yeah, assuming it's a two-quarterback league. Uh, if it's a two-quarterback league, then yeah, go for it. One-quarterback league, absolutely not. Well, running running through one one quarterback here, Geno versus San Francisco. No. Tom Brady versus Cincinnati. 
No. Trevor Lawrence. Yes. Versus Dallas. Yes. Aaron Rodgers versus the Rams. Yeah. Daniel Jones versus Washington. I'd rather avoid it, but I don't mind it. He's big shit the bed potential. Yes, exactly. That's the problem. Like in my quarterback position, if a quarterback just like dumps himself, you lose your week. You can't afford that. You need some sort of consistency there. I have to but I have to choose between Jones and someone else in one of my two QB leagues. That's I'll start crazy. Goff. Jared um, Goff. Yeah, do Goff, of course. Yep. Uh, choose between Daniel Jones and D- Russell Wilson as my other quarterback. Honestly, I might go Russell Wilson. Really? Wilson versus Arizona. Yeah, that's not a good matchup. I mean, it, it is a good matchup, I should say. Hmm. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill, how do you feel about him generally? No. Yeah, I'm not a, not confident there. Brock Purdy? If you're in a pinch. Yeah. Maybe Versus Seattle? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if he's playing. He's questionable. He hasn't. He said he has not thrown a football since the injury. So, who's that, Purdy? What? Brock Purdy. Yes, what about him? He's injured. Yeah. You didn't know this? No. Yeah, he had an MRI on his oblique. Oh, right. Yeah. They took him out of the game, but I mean, the game was out of hand, so I thought it was at first, uh, oh yeah, they're just letting him rest, but uh, no, he actually is injured. He's Hmm. he's questionable right now. If he doesn't play, Josh Johnson. You're not starting Josh Johnson. He's a hell of a runner. In your playoffs, I cannot imagine that you are in a situation where you need to start him. Yeah. Um... These are all Russell Wilson, by the way, is the alternate option. Yeah, to go Russell Wilson. Uh, no, I mean, like, for the upcoming list of names. Yeah. You'd go Russell Wilson over these names I'm about to read. Okay. That you don't know who they are. Let's hear it. Justin Fields. No. Fields. Yeah, that was, that was, that was a, just a fun one. Okay. Uh, Rogers. Rogers. Matt Ryan. Rogers. I mean, uh, Wilson. Mac Jones. Wilson. Heineke. Wilson. Uh... Versus the Giants. I'll go Heineke. Sam Donald. Wilson. Tyler Huntley. Wilson. Desmond Ritter. Wilson. Baker Mayfield. Wilson. Colt McCoy. Wilson. Kenny Pickett. Wilson. Wilson's ranked far too low here. I know people are angry at him, but he's the QB 30 this week. He's higher than that. Yeah, and it's just, you know, it might be name brand, name value, but those other names, I just couldn't do it. I would... What about Mike White? 
Couldn't do it. Yeah. Against First Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind it. If it's a one quarterback, definitely not. Two quarterbacks, yeah, you can be comfortable. Mike White or Geno Smith? Geno Smith. Uh, against the Niners, not Mike White. Mike White or Tom Brady? Tom Brady. Mike White, Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins. And then, obviously, starting Hurts, Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, Burrow, Prescott, Fields. Exactly. Tua. Yeah. Trevor. Yeah. Yeah. Jared Goff. Yes. He's been great this year. I like him. You know, I've always been... Anyone else you want to talk about? No, that's actually pretty pretty solid wrapping everything up. I do think... uh, I think we talked a lot about the, the good players that are in the middle of the start and sits. I do like what we went over on the list. I have one more for you. One more. And this is incredibly personal. Okay. Because I've been on this guy's bandwagon that he's going to be a league winner. Okay. That's Taysom Hill. Yeah. Has done four-fifths of fuck all quite a lot this year. Yeah. Put him in. Last week he had... Two catches for 35 yards and a touchdown. Yep. Or the last game he played. Um, he's getting plenty of rushing attempts. We Since his blow-up week where he had the, the three touchdowns and threw another one, he hasn't scored a touchdown since that week, week five. Um, no, you can, put, you can put him in. There aren't too many options. one last week. Yeah. Standard. There's not too many better options. Go for it. Put him in. The tight end one and a half point PPR last week. Fucking hell. Yep. Grim week. That's just I am to... starting him. Yeah, you Because, are. again, dance, dance with the girl who brought you. But he's that one where it's like, well, you have to compensate. He's your, your ceiling play. You can't be all ceiling. Like, you need a couple. You need, I think, one or two at each position. Probably one at each position. You need a running back with a floor, the wide receiver with the floor, and everyone else swing for the fences. I like to hear that. I'm a little bit more of a floor person. I want to make sure that my opponent beats me, not necessarily I beat myself. It's a sound strategy for me so far. Uh, I'll take it, but yeah, I don't mind that strategy at all. I mean, I don't I don't mean stupidly. Oh, yes, that's fair. Like, I'm not taking, I don't know, let's say Hollywood Brown over, I don't know, Amon Ra St. Brown. Yeah, that would be correct. Um, I don't know why I'm with Hollywood Brown. I don't think his ceiling's actually that high. No, not really. But Hollywood Brown over DeAndre Hopkins, maybe. No, no, no. Um, I'm not. I'm not doing that because okay. that's dumb. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that that is that is absolutely. Let's say Mike Williams over Keenan Allen. Like again, that's a you know comparable. One has the floor. One has the ceiling. But I feel like the the true like blow up ceiling really only exists with like three players this year. Realistically, yes. Like Taysom Hill, Gabriel Davis, Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill. But he's already ha- he already has such a high floor that yeah that I I feel like he doesn't necessarily count. Yep. Yeah. Well, maybe if he was playing Jacoby Myers, who's going to get you eight to ten points versus. Mike Williams, who might get you three points, but might get you twenty-five. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a more sound, high ceiling, low floor type of thing. Um, 
give me the ceiling. Scared money don't make money as far as I'm concerned. And at this time of year, you're in the playoffs. You're playing with house money. Like now, now you go and win the damn thing. Go win the damn thing. Yep. We'll be here for you next week. We need you to more win the damn thing. So, fortunately, uh, we're going to have to skip the two-minute drill and process notifications this time. I got to go. Uh, no worries. Yeah. So. You're not going to a lightning fast prognostication? No, I can't. I got to go. You can give one. I think Nat is is really going to have a shit. Well, my prognostication is that Nat shits himself and doesn't get to the toilet. Probably. That that, that might be a thing. All right, boys. We're going to have to wrap up this episode. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed, of course. Prognostication. Sheehan, where can everybody find you? Uh, You can find me at Sheehan Solo. You can listen to my other podcast, Green Pass. There we are. And, of course, hey, good luck, everybody. I'm ready for us today.